Well, today we arrive at a word that really hits home. The word is reconciliation. In Greek, it sounds like this, katalasso. Most of us have experienced becoming alienated from someone, an argument, a falling out, a disagreement that puts up a barrier. This is especially painful when it happens with someone you love or a good friend. One of my great sadnesses over my ministry is seeing how families, brothers and sisters, or parents and children can become alienated over something that has happened. And by the way, parents, you may think your adult children won't get upset by who gets what after you're gone, but you're being naive about human brokenness. Get everything possible written down somewhere because it's the number one thing I see that sows the seed of division. But I digress. I know that when I've said or done something that has caused a hurt, especially with my beloved, life just is out of sync. Um, But when we talk it out and work through it and get beyond it, that hurt um, is healed. It's like life just flowers again, like a weight is lifted, like we can breathe. I think most of us have had the experience of alienation and then reconciliation of enmity to friendship. Awful is the alienation, more wonderful is the reconciliation. In this light, let's hear a couple of amazing scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5:18 through 19 says, "All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation." That is, In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. Or from Romans 5.10, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. Paul brings this word, reconciliation, in to name the significance of the Christ event. Just like with forgiveness and justification, the word implies the underlying problem addressed by the gospel, in this case, alienation. We are alienated from God. We are separated. And I think everybody experiences that. Even if it's a vague separation, or maybe it's a hostile separation, there's this barrier And it's amazing how in the Hebrew scriptures, Israel is often called God's bride, but the problem is that Israel has been an unfaithful bride and thus is alienated from God. Paul uses this word reconciliation to name one of our greatest needs, you see, to be reconciled to our maker, to almighty God. Our sin, our going our own way, our hardness of heart has put up a barrier From behind this barrier, we fight against God, and then God looks to us and is perceived by us to be not for us, but against us, an enemy. God doesn't look like a friend, but an adversary. So what did Jesus do on the cross and in his resurrection? Well, he brought us back together by forgiving us and making us just, those two words we've already talked about. The barrier is actually gone. And we are reunited with our Lord. We are reconciled. 
But please note how amazing this reconciliation actually is. We cause the falling out, but God does all the work of reconciliation. Usually, the responsible person who caused the person who caused the problem is responsible for reconciliation, for an apology. But here, God, so rich in mercy, has not waited for us to try and fix the problem. No, God um, knows that there's nothing we can do to fix it, but God takes the initiative and comes to us and removes the offense and brings us back together in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And certainly when we see this great act of love and reconciliation, it makes us repent. When we hear the good news, we go, oh my gosh, to our knees we fall. And in that place, we have the promise that we are not enemies, but we are friends. Take that in. Breathe again, people. Maybe you've been feeling alienated, but the promise of God's word is that in Christ, you are reconciled. May that bring peace and joy this day. You take care and amen.